My name is Yessi, and I play the Dwarven Fighter Grimton, and this is Advantage. Last episode, Auric, played by Steven, brought in Canis, a representative from the Pandominion, the Empire to the North, deep into the Watched Forest, to the city of Isotalus. And Canis pitched to the Elder Council and Kareth, the presiding druid, to build a road from the Pandominion into the city. The Elders ended up gridlocked during their conclave and then took it to the public to decide the fate of Isotalus. During that public hearing, a majority voted to allow the Empire into the forest and Kareth enraged that Isotalos would abandon their customs and traditions by allowing the gods of the Pandominion into the forest disowned the city completely, making their young oak apprentice, Morlinde, played by Sarah, the new presiding druid. This episode will sit down with Zack and Yessie and see Elorus and Grimton join forces with the Pandominion contingent that will build the road to Isotalos. Grimton, you've been in the Pandominion capital city of Temple for almost a month now. The That's Blessed right. City is built on a site where, as legend has it, the primordial Otes Tagan, he who carved the river, was slain by the Pantheon. And upon that spot, the temple was built, which is just this towering white stone cathedral with chapels that venerate each of the high gods. Um, you left the merchants that you traveled there with, and you've been crashing in just this low-end flophouse called the Common Das. You found a job as a government contractor to help build a military garrison on the outskirts of the city. Um, it's mostly just pounding hammers and nails and masonry trowels in their forge, but, and it's akin to that kind of mundane work that you did back in Delve Deep, but it pays well, you know. <laughs> um, go ahead and describe yourself, Grimton. Uh, Grimton is a mountain dwarf. He's uh, got a fair complexion but dark hair starting to gray uh, and a long beard to his belly. He's got a few scars on his arms and his hands from uh, working the forge for so long. And he just has this sort of constant look of weariness on his face. How old are you? Uh, I'm about 300 years old, by which I mean I'm 300 years old. <laughs> uh... Can you give me a status check on all, uh, like, limbs? Uh, I have both my arms and I have my right leg. However, right around the knee of my left leg, where there should be a leg, there's sort of a gentle curve down that emulates the curve of a calf and then curves at the bottom to make a makeshift sort of foot. What's it made out of, just out of curiosity? 
Oh, it's made out of bronze. Grimton, this evening you find yourself playing a dice game at the Dancing Lights Tavern, and you're drinking a Winterberry Blonde Ale, which is an import from a brewery back in Helbador, the city of Hammers, and capital of the Kingdom of Hirdirth. It's a pricey uh, drink because yes. of the heavy tariffs on goods to, from, and through the mountains, but the nostalgia uh, brings fond memories of what your homeland once was. And as the bartender hands you another pint, one of the three around your Yahtzee table, a bronze-skinned human named Sewell, looks at you. He says, You miss your mountains, dwarf. You know, I miss my home, too. Know how I ended up living in that pisshole of a hotel? I had a great life in Tadal. We traded porcelain across the cusp. But by far, our largest market was in the Pandominion. When we got word that our ships had been cut off from accessing Temple because of the invasion, we were forced to attempt new routes. My sons, Vesta and Truel, and I left Kin Haro and traveled east for months. We almost died crossing the sandy wastes of the defeat. We knew we weren't strong enough to face the orcs in the hinterland, so we took the southern route, bringing us through the mountains, where we were stopped by your death machines. The first time we were stopped, they taxed us every last piece of gold. The second time we were stopped, they took our porcelain because we didn't have any more money to give. And then the third time, they took my children! I lost my children and I was forced to keep going into the Pandominion because I couldn't get back home in the West. Not once in my two weeks in the mountains did I ever see a mortal life. Only those soulless machines that your people have so proudly created. And you know what? I'm sick of watching that stupid, satisfied look on your face as you drink your damn dwarven ale. Your people have taken my children and my you home and my, my future, people. and I am done with it. Yes, but your I people. I am no person of Grey Sunder. You're what? I am not a person of Grey Sunder. He is not my king. That is why I left. And he just looks at you, and then he flips a table, and your Yahtzee I follow him. dice go everywhere, and he walks out. Yep. He's just seething outside and you can tell that there's just like internal rage that's going on like he's he's tr doing his best to contain himself but he's he, the memory has just brought back this and this passion does he see me walk out he turns around and he does see you walk out listen i feel no better about those machines than you do so a member of the Pandominion rank, dressed in blue chainmail and showing silver captain's bars, steps forward, hand at the hilt of her greatsword. Grimton, uh, you know this to be Erica Try, an officer that you've seen at the construction of the garrison. <sighs> Remind me your name again. Grimton, steady hand. Okay. Here's what's going to happen. <laughs> I'm going to have one of my guards watch you, dwarf, and I'm going to take the Westie back for questioning. Then I'm going to talk to you. Got it? Come on. And she leaves and she takes Sewell with her. And a couple moments pass and she returns to you. Sewell's let free. He's still like red with passion and just walks out of the bar. He says, come on. To you. Oh. Uh, and you follow her to the back. Okay. And uh, the bartender gives another pint to each of you. And she says, tell me what happened. Well, we were just drinking, playing dice. And... Out of nowhere, he starts recollecting his passage through the southern route, and the Warforged taxed him thrice, apparently, the third time taking his children, and he got angry. Are you from here, Darth? Yes. 
Why are you in the Pandominion? I felt it was necessary to leave her to Earth. I saw a lot of unsavory changes, especially after King Greysunder came to power. What information do you have about these Warforged? Some, yes. I've had my hand in working on some of them, and I've seen them start up. I've seen them carry out their actions. What is their purpose? Their purpose, as it seems to me, is just the will of Greysunder. They're unwavering in carrying out their duty, whether that be watching an outpost or fighting, going to war. Are they alive? I don't think so. No more alive than my axe. <laughs> she laughs and drinks her beer. She's obviously very interested in the machines themselves. She says, are there enough of them to pose a threat to us? Well, they'll pose a threat to anyone if they send away their orders. So, yes. Do you know any way to stop them? I don't know if a way to stop them. Do you know any way around them? Like a secret pass? Underground? Know any way to fly? She just kind of she just kind of laughs. It's it's obvious that she's just more curious than anything. Mm -hmm. I've traveled the land around where they're posted. I can't say that I can get you around without being noticed, but I may be able to help if that's what you're wondering. You know what, Grimton? You seem like a good fellow. I'm very uneasy, I'll admit, about the Warforged. And because of the information that you've provided, I'm going to offer you an opportunity. In two days, there's a contingent of citizens and military personnel who are leaving from Temple. They're going south to the Watched Forest to help build a road from Havenmere to the city of Isotalos. The trip will be rough and just be building tools and whatnot, but I'm sure it would ease some tensions to see a dwarf help the Empire, especially for somebody like Sewell. There's a David named Incanus leading the group, and if you want, I'll put your name on his list. I would very much like that. Good. Be outside the Keeper of Reflection at dawn in a couple days. You're free to go. Thank you. Hey everyone, it's Joe. We're glad you're here for our second character episode with Yessie and Zach. Um, next episode, we're finally going to get all four characters together, so stay tuned for that. Uh, we'd like to take this opportunity to give credit to our supporters. Thanks to Daniel Grayling for doing our graphic art, including our logo, headers, and maps. He's a fine gentleman that I've had the privilege of working with on this project. Somehow he was able to capture exactly what I was hoping for visually, despite us only working remotely. Um, the score behind us was all custom work written by Blake Bost specifically for this show. Uh, since he pitched his rough draft of the overture to me in August of 2016, I knew he was perfect to give advantage um, an incredible soundtrack. You can find a portfolio of his work at soundcloud.com slash BlakeBost, B-O-S-T. Thanks to Justin Riley, who helped us with detailing the sound and some other technical parts of the show. He does work for the D&D podcast Adventure on the Talking Comics Network. You can find him on Twitter at J-D-E Riley, R-E-I-L-L-Y. The cast and I are all technically unsavvy with this audio stuff, so 
He's been a huge support in trying to teach us. We never have been able to figure out how to get this project on the air without him. Our website was given life by Labor of Love Graphics. They've been eager to help me with all sorts of projects over the years and were enthusiastic and generous to also aid us with Advantage. You can find their work at laboroflovegraphics.com. Thanks to all the role-playing podcasts who have been supportive in our journey thus far. You've set such a high standard as a community, and we hope that we're able to match that as best as we can. Please send us any constructive criticism that you have. We know that we've got a story worth telling, and we want it to be the best that it possibly can. Our show is on social media. Our handles on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr are all at AdvantageDnd. You can find us online at AdvantageD.com and shoot emails and thoughts to AdvantageDnd at gmail.com. We'd love to get in contact with you. Thanks. Ellerus, you're walking through the streets of the Azure Keep, headed to your mother's home, having just heard of an incredible opportunity. Garrick Zerfir, a Ganassi professor at the Weaver School who taught your late father, informed you of an undertaking of the Pandominion. Scouts went into the world to research potential trade routes in foreign markets, and one such effort returned confirming that the project was a go. Professor Zephyr was approached by an official, Captain Jarek, on whether or not he knew of any individuals at the school who could read fluent elven and were adept at arcane magics to join the contingent that were headed into the wood elf city of Isitalis in the Watched Forest. Some of the enlistment will take place in the Azure Keep, and in a couple days they'll leave to meet the other half of the contingent in Avondra's Cross, which is the city a few days east. Um, Ellis, you walk into your mother's home and she's sitting there at her drafting table working on a project in Havenmere for her guild, uh, the legacies of Son Mata. Like other humans in the Pandominion, she's dark-skinned. Her hair is gray from years of work. You were born 50 years ago, which is still pretty young for a half-elf, but your mother is swifty getting on in years. Ah, Elorus, I'm so glad you came to see me. I'll put on some tea. Oh, thanks, Mom. Um, it's always good to see you. Yes, yes, it's always a joy, sweetheart. What um, brings you around? Uh, well, there's a, a big opportunity just came into my attention. I'm super excited about it. Um, you know, there, you know, the pandemonium and, um, the trade route disputes and all that stuff that's been going on. Yes. With the Colgafarian invasion. Yeah. I yeah. Do. Um, they're actually sending a contingent to, um, Isotalos. In the watched forest? Yes. In the watched forest. And what business do you have with that? Well, they need a translator. They need someone who can speak Elven. And as you know, I took those classes. Um, and I think I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to try to go. What makes you think that this is going to be good for you in any way? I, I just want to take this opportunity. This might be the only chance I get to see Elven culture oh. up close and personally. Yes, yes. That's, that's true. That is true. I don't know much about wood elves. My biggest fear is that you might find the same exclusion in the watched forest that you've suffered here in the Silver Band in the Springwood. Are you ready to face that? Yeah, I've got a plan. I'll go in disguise. I'll just be a human. A human who knows how to speak elven. That's brave of you. I can see that this is very important to you. 
and I won't stop you from seeking yep. your destiny. If you need anything from me, and she uh, goes over to a scroll that's kind of in a, a scroll shelf? Not a bookshelf, a scroll shelf? <laughs> scroll rack. Scroll rack, there we go. She goes over to a scroll rack, and she hands you a scroll ascending. She says, if you need anything, you can always contact me from this or go to a guild hall for the legacies if you're around to show that you're my son and they should take care of you all right thank you mom you know i'll always um get a hold of you if i need anything promise you'll be safe of course i'm proud of you and your father would be proud of you too i know <laughs> uh so so um, so you return home and uh, you start disguising yourself over the next couple of days. Yeah. Okay. So that was that was gonna be my question. Is it one of those things where um, how how far away is the contingent like going to be here? Like um, how how much time? It's is like there? it's a couple of days walk to Avondra's Cross. So you got a couple of days for that. Um, they're expected to leave Avondra's Cross in six days. Okay. Um, so you got about a week to prepare. Yeah. Okay, so I'm not sure, um, being someone who can't grow facial hair very well myself, how long it takes to grow um, a beard or anything like that. Aren't you... Um, is, and, well, as, a, as an aside, you... is press, like, I mean, prestidigitation and things like that, is that still yeah, something that... Yeah, I was about every... to say. Yeah, uh, so that was going to be my next question. Like... If it was authentic, I was going to go authentic. But if there's a lack of time, I was just going to prestidigitate it. Prestidigitation sounds good to me. Cool, I will do that then. Okay. I will, um... So, essentially, uh, Alaris is a... About 5'11"-ish. Um, so, fairly tall, I guess, for a half-elf. Because they get up to about 6 foot. Um, half-elf. Um, looks a little, uh, scholarly. Like you would expect a little, uh, like... I guess lanky is a good term. Um, <laughs> kind of just been in uh, been in the Weaver School most of his life. Yeah, yeah. But uh, he is now going to try to fit in as human. So he's gonna um, make his hair look longer and shaggy to cover the ears, um, and grow sort of a a beard like a a scruffy beard. He's also he's 25, so he's fairly young. Well, he's 50. Sorry, 25 human years. He's also dark-skinned with, like, a silvery glow. Yeah, that's basically what he looks like. Now, for this disguise, uh, you've taken care of, like, the facial shape, but you haven't really described how you intend to hide your half-elf skin or your um, ears. Right. Yeah, the, the ears I'm going to just cover with very shaggy hair. Okay. Um, that is, that's the plan there. Maybe, like, a hat of some sort. Sure. Obviously, I'm a wizard. Like, I'm, I'm still a proud member of the the Weaver's Guild. Right. So, I'm gonna be wearing the wizard robes and are, like, as, like, you would expect a wizard to wear. Sure, long sleeves um, and all that. Right, which will help to hide some of that. Okay. Um, like, if they're very keenly aware, they will probably notice, like, a shimmery glow to my skin or whatever in... I mean, like, so... Yeah. Um, I don't imagine it's... When I imagine what he looks like, I don't imagine it being super prominent. I don't imagine it's like Vampire Twilight 
stuff. I imagine <laughs> it's it's more of like a subtle tint. So, the Azure Keep is a splendid marble castle that's built as the Pandominion's primary defense against the orcs in honor of the god Corlan. The small city is noteworthy for its guilds of magic, barding, and general craftsmanship, for its temples to Corlan, Letharian, and Ayun, and finally for its formidable and withstanding military garrison, all contained within its towering walls. Um, it also acts as a stopping point along the northern route of the Trader's Path, where caravans can stock up on supplies before heading into the hinterland. As you walk up to the gate of the Bastion, uh, you spot a pair of high elf guards that are wielding long swords. Hear about the contingent, civilian? I did. Follow me, and allow me to introduce you to one of our recruiting officers. All right. So you walk in, and Captain Jarek is surrounded by military accoutrements uh, working with papers and you know there's racks of swords and it's obvious that you know he's established uh and the high elf guard introduces you he says this man is here to sign up for the contingent captain jarek is that all right he says yes sit down right, i'll sit down uh what are your names what is your qualification and what is your desired role in our party my name is ethan thompson and my desired role was translator what sort of qualifications do you have? Do you have a resume prepared? Uh, yes, I do. All right, you hand him a resume. Uh -huh. Give me some stuff that's on it. Uh, it's um, all the qualifications from the Weavers Guild, um, including like a report card. Um, okay. Obviously, like straight A student, maybe a B here and there. Um, yeah, yeah. I imagine uh, whenever you graduate, they give you like a little card, and they're like, "These are my wizard certifications. Here yeah. you go." I dig it. Yeah, go ahead and give me a deception roll. Okay. Uh, six. <laughs> so I set a really low DC for that, and you failed. Because uh, <laughs> he, he wasn't expecting any, uh, expecting any reason to be suspicious, but that's unfortunate. What are you hiding from me, Ethan? Um, He's looking at, it, at, at your cards with some sort of skepticism. Uh, says I guess here, I forgot to change my... Says here that your name is <laughs> Elleris. Yes, sir. Um, I I apologize for the the misdirection. Why you see, would you lie? Uh, I'm I'm actually a half elf, and um, knowing the bias that the elves here have towards half elves, um, I assumed that you would not want a half elf to go into the elven city of Isotalos and be your translator. So I figured I would try to be go as a human mm-hmm interesting the good news is Alaris that you come highly recommended by Professor Zephyr and we do need somebody with your portfolio of skills oh, that's good to hear Zach can you give me a let's see persuasion check sure uh, five dang <laughs> what's your charisma score um, plus one is that my charisma's 12? You've just been rolling very, very poorly? Yeah, I rolled a 5, and then... Or I rolled a... I rolled a 5, so I got a 6, <laughs> and then I rolled a 4, so I got a... <laughs> this is absurd. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm gonna have to sign you up as Elaris. You realize that. 
I it's not up to me whatever you portray yourself as, but your name has got to be Elaris officially at least. Okay. That uh, I can work that. Elaris, are you prepared to leave behind the comforts of the Azure Keep? To risk your life by entering an unmapped forest filled with savage beasts and dangerous, godless wood elves in the name of service to the Pandominion. Yeah? There's a very, very so. real chance <laughs> that you might be killed. Rumor has it that the elves in those trees mutilate bodies. I'm willing to take those risks. I've done the readings. What is your motivation for signing up on this quest? Uh, personal. Alright. He gives us, like, this sigh of, like, what the, what the heck is this guy doing? <laughs> you know? <laughs> what, what in the nine hells is he trying to do here? But he goes along with it, and he says, pay, pay us 15 gold per week. You will be issued a tent. You will not be provided food. That will be on you. But there will likely be a tent city that follows the contingent... So it should at least be accessible. Okay. Would you like us to give you the money there, or would you like it to send it to somebody here? Would you like to split it? Let's do 50-50. Uh, I'll send some home to my mother, who's uh, a member of the Legacies. Okay. Um, and then I'll keep the other half. Seven gold, five silver there. Seven gold, five silver here. Sounds uh, let's make good. it eight-seven. 8-7 your end or your mother's end? 8-7 my end. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead and give me your signature. And I guess that'll be it. All right. Thank you, sir. The other half of the contingent will be traveling through Avandra's Cross on their way to Temple. They're expected to be there in about six days. Pack your bags, say your goodbyes, and a deva named Incanus will see you in a couple days. Uh, Jake shakes your hand and he gives you uh, a paper with some instructions on where to be and when. And he says, Thank you for your service, Elaris. And he nods at you. Yep. Thank you for the opportunity, Captain Jack. It's Jarek, sir. Sorry, Jarek. I guess you walk out, right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> This is like the first time I'd be going out on my own. This and is, like, this on is a your significant... first road trip sort of thing, right? Yeah. So I guess on that road trip to Avondra's Cross uh, from the Azure Keep, it takes you through the Springwood, which is a forest two days walk wide and the home of the Silver Band of Elves, who are technically your blood relatives. Uh, they're a tall race of elves whose skin glints with that same silvery pearlescence that you do. Um, mm -hmm. And I, which I'm sure you're hyper aware of, of you as you try to conceal your identity publicly. Mm -hmm. um, the Silver Band tends to keep to their elven traditions very tightly, and perhaps as a way to defend themselves against the barrage of merchant traffic that travels along the northern route of the tra Trader's Path as it runs through its heart. Um, and you see no trace of your kin as uh, you go through the forest. The next day you arrive in Avandra's Cross. Uh, the city is a really big jumping off point f where guild captains destined for the Zedalian captain of capital of Ken Hero must decide whether or not to take the northern route or the southern route of the Traders Pass uh, to get to the foreign markets. 
In reality, it's actually a really small town, uh, but it's surrounded by carts and caravans and traders who are about to embark on their journey west. You also see the city's reception house, which your mother was the chief architect of. Now a place where merchants gather together to view updated information on the different routes through the trader's path. Grimton and Ellerith, the next morning you find yourself in a crowd of about 200 people surrounding a purple-skinned deva who's dressed in chainmail and shouting from atop a cart emblazoned with the blue circular symbol of the Pandominion. It's a mixed group of very hardy folk uh, of a number of different races. Grimton, when the group started out, there were probably 75 of you that left the Blessed City, and the group has grown more and more as you've stopped in each of the different cities along your way. So in Candace is explaining what's gonna happen over the next couple months and what's gonna happen when you travel south from Havenmere and then go beyond into the watched forest and you, uh, you tune in again only to hear him say this. He says, remember, we are there as guests and are only allowed to build under their graces. We are bringing armed guards, yes, but they are there for our defense, not as a threat. We will show the utmost courtesy to the people and to the creatures living in the forest because this is their home. Each of you play an essential role in the success of this mission and your works have the potential to save the Pandominion. Let's get going then. And then we're gonna call it there. I guess if you're Ellers now we gotta have Daniel redo all the headers.